You are gold, gold. The colour of Luke's urine sample. <laughs> Mate, I've not taken a urine sample today, but okay, it will be done. It will be done. I'll take one after. Is, is that the kind of thing we could put on the Instagram? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, just every swipe right to see the colour of this week's episode. <laughs> just, so you'll have the normal Instagram oh. post and then just like a shade of yellow. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's a clear week it'll just be white right yeah just be a, a yeah week. yeah white one i don't think you can do a see-through post on instagram so <laughs> well you never know yeah see-through maybe. post yeah okay um weird week this week right weird world we're living in at the moment i must say what's weird for you that it's monday night and it's not sunday afternoon and i like we're recording this on a monday night Mm. And I don't know. Like for me, I I wake up on a Sunday, kind of like the sun is shining. I get out of bed, I scratch my nuts. I'm pretty relaxed. I'm like ready for the Travis Pepper show, and I'm just on that kind of vibe. And then this week, I'm like work, Luke. You know, like Ooh. this is alter ego shit. And I'm like, no, 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 intense, intense, intense. And then like, it all of a sudden, it's like I've got a switch now to to Travis yeah, Pepper. Please don't, please don't. I don't know if our audience is ready for any more intensity from you. Um, just do we have to advise listener discretion here that it might be a bit intense or, or you, I'm, I won't be intense. I'm pretty chill right now, to be honest. <laughs> I'm looking what forward to it. What do you mean by intense night. though? You said intense. No, I said, you're, 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 yeah. Work looks intense. He is, but he's, he's different to, it's a different kind of intensity. You know, like, Mentoring a moron, Luke, is the kind of intensity like a hamster on a hamster wheel. You know, when the hamster's like really <laughs> gunning for it, but he's harmless. Like he's not going to cause any trouble. And he might eventually, his little legs can't keep up and he spins and he falls out and he gets up and he goes again. That's kind of that intensity. That, that's but, like one of your epiphany moments when you, the, your epiphany moments are when your legs stop working and you spin around on the wheel really fast. And that, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's your <laughs> so they're running i'm running i'm watching a film and then all of a sudden there's a different emotion that i have to feel when my legs just lock up i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> i'm just imagining you physically just going like emotion falling over. i don't like it <laughs> spinning around oh, now i'm dizzy but but do you know what happens i get straight back on that wheel i don't give up right i'm straight back in there legs You're going again relentless you are determined um but work luke is a different type of intensity man it's kind of like very competitive very mm-hmm. like a bit more cutthroat you know oh a little bit like i'm there to get a job done so i'm gonna do a job and now i'm here and i'm like i'm just kind of normal luke now so chin chilling luke i like this but I'll have to get i'll have to get used to it i'll have to find a uh what did what did he say i've already forgotten what they were called you know, like yours was the apron. What is that? That's a totem. A totem. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God you're here to keep oh, it all together. Do not worry. Um, you need your turn on and your turn off for work, Luke. Yeah, I do. I need to find a way to switch them off. But I feel, I feel like straight away I heard your voice. You said something about me taking a piss and I was like, this is it. This is it. This is just, Aww. you just ease me in, mate. You suck me in and relax me. And this has been the most 
euphemistic exchange that we've had on the show, I think, as well. What, hamsters on a hamster wheel? No, turn-ons, turn-offs and sucking you in. <laughs> I, I mean, I like you, but... <laughs> oh, hi. Okay, sorry. I'm just still thinking about a hamster. What, so with the little water feeder? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I used to lose hours watching those videos on YouTube. I could probably name you my top three favourite, like, hamster wheel catastrophes. Oh, God, I feel um, like we need to bring it back already. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> the the, the uh, direction of the show has already diverted onto the top three hamster fails of all time. Um, <laughs> pl- pl- top three hamster plus, fails. Plus, wait till the end to find the bonus fail. <laughs> bonus hamster fail. Bonus hamster fail. Oh, dear. But, hey, mate, talking, right? So this is where you're going to have to do some talking. Right. So, so I sent you a video. Yeah, we, we just spoke about euphemisms as well. I sent you a video this week. Did it or did it not blow your mind? I was very confused. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought that would be the case. Yeah, okay, cool. Right, as, as, long as, as long as you were aware that that emotion might have uh, been incurred with your oh, video, that's fine. 100%. <laughs> well, 100%. So, so, it's, so what I didn't understand was you, you did this... Uh, rewriting of David Bowie's heroes and you painted your faces like David Bowie. But your friend isn't David Bowie, correct? Right? As far as I'm aware, he is not David Bowie. Okay, right. Okay, cool. So is he just a big David Bowie fan or or, or what's going on there? Did you watch the video to the end? I think so. I don't remember there being any clarification at the end. Mm, You didn't watch it to the end, did you? It all pulls together. So so this is the thing. I was going to explain it to you. All right. And that I, w- I wanted you to watch it first because I was like, you'll understand. If you've seen it, we can have a better conversation about it. So I sent it to you. So basically what happened is at the start of lockdown, the guy that's birthday it was, who's the, the first picture that you see at the very start, mm-hmm. um, we, we formed a horrible friends that we are. We formed a WhatsApp group behind his back and said for the zoom call on Friday, should we tell Dan that it's fancy dress? Oh, and, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, okay. Right. It's all coming back to me now. Now you get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like we told him it was fancy dress. We told him it was going to be famous. Uh, the theme was going to be famous, mu- famous musicians. Why can I not speak? Famous, famous musicians. Why is that hard mm-hmm, to say? Mm-hmm. Famous musicians. And he appeared on the Zoom call as David Bowie. Like he he, he was gonna he was gonna do Ed Sheeran and uh, he was gonna do Chris Martin. Like they're easy ones for him to do because um, he's because he's a bit ginger. He, yeah, because yeah. he's, he's got, ginger. Yeah. yeah. He's got the ginger locks. Um, well, they're few and far between, but you know he's he's got a few few bits of. I was going to say ginger pubes on his head, but that's not the right thing to say. Um, and he, so he basically rocked up to the Zoom call dressed up as David Bowie with the the the, the classic lightning bolt on his face, and we just pissed ourselves laughing. Yeah. And that video is is attached to the end, and that's the bit that really gets me because I watched that and I'm like, oh. It just tickles me every time. Like he just popped up on Zoom thinking he was really clever. And uh, you can, if you watch the video, you can see his his face just like when he realizes and he's like, oh, fuck. I, I, was, I was obviously not paying proper attention, but I saw him come into the Zoom mm. and everybody start laughing. So I was giggling <laughs> along to this, but I thought that it was just like, um, I don't know what I thought it was, <laughs> mate. <laughs> 
Yeah, so so you have to understand that the Zoom call came first. And then because we'd done that, it was his 30th birthday last week. And we were like, let's do a video. And it just got carried away. And it was like, okay, because we obviously played this prank on him, let's all dress up as David Bowie and pretend to be him for the day. And uh, he loved it, man. Like yeah. if you watch it again and you understand and anyone that's, if, if, if anyone that's listening wants to watch it, it's on my Instagram. Um, if anybody follows me, I guess most people that listen will follow me on Instagram. Not because mm. I'm a big, not because I'm a big character, just because I not think. Not just like a big name or People anything. that listen are our friends. <laughs> 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 um, that's all right. We'll share it about. Yeah, we'll share it. I'll put it on the, I'll put it on the Travis Pepper Instagram this week. Um, but yeah, you need to understand that we played a prank on him. He dressed up as David Bowie and then for his birthday, we thought we'd surprise him by reenacting David Bowie. I thought the commitment there was big from the group. Yeah, I love love people who commit for like a big dress up as well. We know this because I've had uh, big dress up parties as well. So that's true. Yeah, I like like it when uh, jokes get taken too far. That's that's a whole new level of humour, which I really appreciate when jokes get taken too far. Yeah, and life's too short to be serious all the time. Mm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's what I think. I think dress up, wear weird stuff, do weird things. Everyone's got everyone's got to do that. Everyone's got their inner weirdo in there that you just need to let out every now and again. Yeah. And do weird stuff. Did you um one question that I did want to ask you was did you did you think that I brought sexy back to smoking? What do you think about that? I saw you smoking and I was very very confused. This is that was the first thing that confused me. Um but I think that you had some, you could have definitely been this kind of James Dean icon back in the day, maybe advertising some. You cigs. reckon? Yeah, maybe. Ah, um, I'll take that. But you'd have I'll to take stay, a maybe. You'd, you'd have to stay quiet though. You wouldn't be able to say much because you've got to be this mysterious, Why? alluring person. So as soon as okay. you start nattering, the whole image kind of disappears. But the whole thing falls down. Yeah. But you were singing <laughs> on this. So yeah. it was singing and smoking. That was it. So yeah, yeah. I quite. Do you know what? I, I spent twelve pound on those cigarettes. I've not bought cigarettes in years, and um, I went to the I went to the counter and asked for asked for ten cigarettes. And the woman looked at me and she was like, "We've not sold we've not sold cigarettes in boxes of ten for years." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> whoops." Why? How many um, boxes do they get sold in now? Twenty. You get twenty cigarettes in a what in a packet? Boxes of twenty. So you can't even get like those, like the the ones where it was, um, yeah, as you say, 10. There's just, the, they were like the little, I was going to call them bumper packets, like they were top trumps or Pokemon cards or something like that. <laughs> that you'd collect. used to trade them with your friends around the back of the bike sheds. <laughs> oh, you got Henson and Bedges. Bedges what is it? Benson and Hedges? <laughs> I'll, tra- I'll trade you a camel for, uh, camel back for my one. Yeah. What were the, Mayfair Blue. Mayfair Blue. Mayfair Blue. Oh, they were, they were awful. They were like sucking on death, weren't they? I don't know. But people would have those like um, those FIFA World Cup sticker albums, but they'd have like the different Mayfair (laughs) ones. Like, oh, oh, has anyone got a peppermint? Oh, no one collects peppermint flavour, you twat. (laughs) Peppermint? You got what they were, peppermint. You can get minty ones. Minty ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the minty ones, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make you feel better about yourself, don't they, for some reason? It's it's so weird that it's just a mint flavouring, but... I'd rather chew a mint, to be honest. Well, how do you know? Because you never tried. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried a mint, uh, what are they called menthol cigarette cigarettes, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd much yeah, rather yeah. have a what's it called, fisherman's friend. 
Fisherman's friend. Imagine that you're like in the smoking area at a club and someone goes, uh, Fisherman's friend? He's like, no, sorry, I don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe we should try it when the smoking area is open again. Go and hang, hang around in smoking areas with different packs of mints. Oh, pe- people off. will think we're selling drugs. Straight up. Straight well, up. You and me. I don't know. But one time, one time I got, um, I was, I was in a, I was in a bathroom at a club in London and mm. after I'd done my business, I turned around to leave. Bear in mind, I'd only had one drink by this point. Um, yeah. And I turned around and I saw this wall and basically it was a classic men's toilets, uh, boob magazine wall. Okay. Like all of these magazine covers, nudie mags. And I kind of like, nudie mags. My attention was grabbed. So I, I looked up, kind of stared a little gormlessly at this. And at that point, um, this security guard comes in, accuses me, takes one look at me, accuses me of uh, doing drugs, threatens to beat me up and kicks me out of the club. Oh. Me. Me. Well, you do look like a shifty character. Do I look shifty? I thought that I looked like the, one of the least, <laughs> the least intimidating people that you'll ever meet. To be honest. Yeah, but you don't have to be intimidating to take drugs, right? Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. okay. You can take enough. you can take drugs being any. You look a little bit like an addict. You're very skinny, you're very <laughs> gaunt in the face. Um, <laughs> you don't look like you've got much going for you. You've got that long, scruffy hair. Oh. They've got drug addict written all over you. Well, I'll tell you what though, I did look a bit formidable this week because uh, this is one of the things I did this week. I um, I, I shot a gun for the first time this week you, you, at a shooting range. You shot a gun? Yeah. Okay. An actual gun. Uh, what gun? It was, I think it was something like, it was, there were three handguns and one of them was police standard and the other one was a PA and the other one was a number, another collection of letters and numbers. Um, to be honest, when they were choosing the guns, they did it all in German. Yeah. Um, because of my, okay. I was with my German friends and I kind of stood there like watching as people picked up them up, looked down the site and everything. And I was like, I like the black one. That's nice. Yeah. That's quite nice. Well, that one's a bit shinier. That's, that's pretty cool as well. And, uh, yeah, but the reason, the reason why I went. Did you pretend you knew what you were doing? Did you like no, hold it up and look not at it at and all. feel, all oh, right. Absolutely Didn't, like, not. play along and. No, no, oh, no, okay. no. I, st- I stood there shitting myself basically. Um, but, but the reason was my colleagues, um, a couple of them wanted to go and back before COVID times, uh, in the office, they had this conversation going out. Oh, we should go, uh, go shooting. One of my friends is in the air force. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Let's all, let's all go. James, would you like to, would you like to go shooting? And I think my response at the time was, I have literally zero desire to hold a gun let alone shoot one. And they were like, oh, okay, okay. cool. So we'll put it on the books. Uh, and <laughs> and I, got, I got a text off one of them uh, a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, I think it was, saying, hey, uh, 16th, do you want to go shooting with us? And I just kind of went, oh, go on then. And, uh, and so I, I kind of have, I had a bit of FOMO. So I was a bit like, oh, I kind of want to see them. I haven't seen them in a while. Uh, yeah, I'll go yeah. shoot some guns. And it was, uh, it was, I learned four things. I learned four things that day. Guns don't sound like the movies, number one. Okay. Number two, there is a lot of 
base that comes out of a gun when you shoot it. Far more than I thought there would be. What, right. like drum and bass type? Yeah, it just plays like this little breakbeat ry- rhythm whenever you fire it. No, it, <laughs> it, it, it was, <laughs> no, it's just really like low. And the uh, thing is, I don't know, watching movies in the cinema, the gunshots don't even sound that low. It was weird. Um, the third one was if you shoot a gun properly with proper pose and everything, so you, you, you adjust for the recoil, you look yeah. like a tit. It <laughs> does not look cool. You do not look Talk like Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds jumping off like over a car and hiding behind a door and coming out and shooting. No, none of that. Um, you kind of like, you, you've got a arms really, really straight, both on the gun, leaning forward. Yeah. And you've, got, you've yeah. really got to lean forward. Um, and okay. so the shot goes through your body as opposed to just pushing your shoulder back because then you could fire in any odd direction. Um, okay. So that was one. Uh, and the fourth thing was, do I have a fourth thing? Oh, well, the fourth thing I, I found out was actually that um, uh, bullets don't hurt if you throw them at people. So um, They don't hurt if you throw yeah, them at people. They're not lethal if you just throw one at someone. This much. I can confirm this. Um, actually, I don't know if I can say that because I'm pretty sure someone could throw it and take an eye out. But yeah, if, if, you, if you chuck one to your mate. If you're a scrawny drug addict, you can't throw bullets hard enough to hurt people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. You've, you've made, do you know what? You've gone to Germany and like all this weird stuff is happening. Like you're finding bombs, you're shooting guns, you're throwing bullets at people. You're living a yeah. crazy life. Yeah, yeah. I'm really right wing now as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here thinking about hamsters and you're out there playing with guns, mate. We're living two different lives yeah, at the moment. Yeah, this is, this is my life now. It's pretty cool. That's, that's very cool. So been to a gun range this week. No, I don't. I don't know if that's cool. You don't know if what's cool. Or going to a gun range. I've I've told Mate. I've told people, and they've just been like, the main thing people have asked me is like, did you feel powerful? Did you feel powerful with a gun? And my response is no. I felt really responsible. Actually, <laughs> I felt like did you? I had mm. it in my hands, and I was just like, I didn't feel powerful from this. Like you have the power of life and death in your hands. You know, I thought, I was like, shit, don't drop it. Don't drop it at all, especially without the safety on. And I'm just there going like... Will it, will it go off without the safety on? Might do. Will you drop it? Really? I don't think it's recommended to to just chuck a gun on the floor with the safety off. It's, it's probably also not recommended to throw bullets at people, but here we are. Um, yeah, but you live and you learn. <laughs> <laughs> it's also not recommended at the moment to stand within two metres of somebody. But True. We could go, we could go on all day. Mm. Um. Mm. That is that is interesting. That was an interesting part of my week. Yeah. yeah. It's cool that you can do that kind of stuff at the moment because we're obviously still on like, <clears throat> like can't do anything over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you're, you're out there shooting guns. I, uh, I drove to see Michael Fish actually. So oh, yeah. I went to see him yesterday. It was that famous Father's Day, wasn't it? So um, for was anybody it? that doesn't know F- Father's Day yesterday. Oh, did you not text him? Oh. <laughs> Please tell me. Is it actually? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yesterday was Father's Day, mate. Right. Okay. So you didn't get a card or you didn't text your dad or anything? Well, it's. (laughs) I mean, it it wasn't Father's Day here. (laughs) What? Oh, God. Right. 
Father's Day yesterday. My bad. I'll quickly text him now. Te- text him. Text him while we're doing the Travis Pepper show together. I'll, I'll text him. And I'll say 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 Luke, dear just, dad. Look, uh, right. Okay. Wait. Okay. You're gonna dictate to me. Where's his number? I was gonna say, dear dad. I'm really sorry that I missed Father's Day yesterday. Dear dad. I'm you actually really doing this? Sorry. Yeah. I missed Father's Day. Okay. What next? Is that it? Um, <laughs> no. Dear, dear Dad, I'm sorry that I missed Father's Day yesterday. Luke just informed me whilst we're shooting episode or recording episode nine of the Travis Pepper show. Yeah. And while to kill some time while I'm finishing <laughs> this text, I'm gonna play you I'm gonna play the jingle. Lots of love. <laughs> Travis Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You sometimes feel like a moron Don't worry, we've got one too Because we're not that clever But we make it all up With our can-do attitude So if you like a bit of banter With me and this old wanker We've got just the thing for you We've got lots of content and it won't make sense. It's the Travis Pepper Show. <laughs> Love you lots. lots. Of love from Travis Pepper. <laughs> Travis Pepper. Right. Oh, with the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh. I'm excited for this show because, um, well, because I was excited for last week's show where we were meant to um, do the album that you need to tell me about. And so I've been pumped, like... Have you? You've kept the tension up for another week. It's like I have blue podcast balls right now um, (laughs) waiting for this review. Do you know what? Weirdly, we've not spoken to each other a lot this week either. Like, this is the first week where I don't know what's happened. I don't know if we just lost track of time um, Mm. or like what it is but usually we kind of exchange and we didn't this week. So I didn't didn't know why that was. But yeah, the... um, well, have you been busier now? Are you, are you busier? Or do- I know I'm busier. Yeah, I guess that. But are you actually busier? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I'm starting to get busier. Um, but I've, I've always got time for you, mate. So it's oh. not, you know, I've always got time. But we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll make the music the meat this week, shall we then? Is that what we're going to do? Well, I'm thinking we will start. So last week uh, we did the documentary 13th uh, yep. and then we did Silent Alarm by Bo- Block Party. But because... correct. Sometimes we also established that sometimes the meat is in the music, and therefore I Indeed. really would like to put rationale first. Then okay. I think we can move on to um, uh, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race, the book that we've been reading, because that'll be uh, that'll be a, a nice midpoint. Surely there's going to be a good bit of uh, info discussion there, and then when they see us uh, by uh, and the same person that did the thirteenth documentary. Uh, we'll do that last yep. because um, it's a dramati- dramatization. It's it's based on true events, but we can have mm-hmm. a talk about, you know, actually like, you know, the style of the TV series and how many emotions it made you feel during, which is always uh, a good discussion on those kind of uh, uh, movies. Yeah, so. when, when, when you say, uh, <laughs> when you say we, um, <laughs> I've got a bit of a, an admission to make. What's the admission? I, uh, I've not watched it. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Really? Yeah, I've not watched it. 
I got distracted. I watched. I've been watching something else, and I couldn't put it down. Oh, and um, what you been watching? Uh, the Last Dance, Michael Jordan. So, oh right, okay, that's the Netflix the, documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got into that, and I was really enjoying it. And uh, I just haven't picked up. I've done the book, and I've done the album. And I just didn't start the documentary. I'm really, I'm really sorry. So what are we going to do? What are um, we going to do? Am I going to talk about well, it? Well, have you done Aloe Black? I was hoping that you would have done the other album. No, because we had three things to do this week. And we- oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Man. I feel really bad now. I was like, he'll have done his homework. We can do album, book, album. Happy days. Move on to... Oh man, nah, because I was like, Fuck okay, tits. we'll save we'll save the aloe black for next week, and then we could uh, throw some nice, light-hearted oh, movies on there. But well, no, we've got another, <laughs> we've got a hard-hitting TV drama to watch. For, well, to review next week. So, uh, oh dear, yeah. How are we going to well, get out of this one? Yeah, well, sorry, mate. Well, why don't we do? How many episodes are there? There's four. How long are they? Hour. What day is it today? Monday. Monday. Any other any other questions before you before we move on? Well, I was just thinking if I could get it done this week and then like we could catch up somehow. Play catch up. Um I should have texted you earlier in the week. I feel so bad. Oh. I feel so bad. I was I was literally like, oh, it'll be fine. He won't have done it either. <laughs> this is the homework <laughs> thing from last week. Oh, no, I watched. I um, yeah, I think that's nothing. I watched that because. Oh no, I should have should have encouraged you because, I know you messaged me about the Rationale album. Uh, like you said, one of the songs was you were like yes, so I got excited and Dang I was yeah. gonna I was going to message you about um, uh, episode two of that TV series, just being like whoa, 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 um, but. Yeah, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have like kicked you. Maybe you should have. Um, maybe if we want, you we can just uh, you can just do it. Do you know what I mean? You can just talk. <laughs> My dad's replied. <laughs> yes, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what he said? <laughs> well, it turns out um, I put. A he little, didn't know it was. Fu- no, I put a little typo in my text. So instead of saying okay. "dear dad," I okay. wrote "dead, dead. dad." <laughs> So he's he's replied saying, "Dear son, oh, dear. I'm really sorry that you missed my funeral. I will make sure to haunt you." <laughs> I love him. Oh, I love him. He didn't give me any love. He didn't say hi to Luke or anything. Oh, he's got bigger things on his mind. He's dead. <laughs> no, well, well then technically he's got nothing on his mind. Reply oh, to okay. him. Okay. Did you say good point? <laughs> <laughs> good point. <laughs> Are you, is this how you're going to make up for not watching the TV series? You're going to try and fill this with uh, content texting my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny that he's uh, he's replied. But yeah, okay, we can pick it up. No, we can we can jump into rationale. That is fine. Um, mm. I w- let's get rationale and the book done for sure, and then we'll just see where we're at, and and we can go from there. Because we like to waffle, so we do. I'm sure we'll get through these very quick. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Strap yourself in, strap yourself in. Rationale. Yeah, debut Clipped album. In. Self-titled one, right? That is correct. If you had just yeah. said <laughs> second album, right? And we, I'd just go, oh, no. 
Oh, you've had a nightmare this week. Wrong album, not watch the TV series. But no, you've done it. I'm proud of you. I've done it. (laughs) Yeah. The front cover is is pretty cool, to be fair. I think it's beautiful. That's a beautiful cover on an album, as far as it goes. What makes you think it's beautiful? I love the tones. Um, Like the the, the colour. And uh, it's got this blue... The blue is into the orange and... Yeah, it's it, it, it's art. It's basically art. And uh, mm. the guy has a, I don't know, his profile, <laughs> the profile of the uh, of the face on it is quite an attractive face, I guess. Aesthetic, mm-hmm. I'll say. Aesthetic, okay. I'll call it. Yeah. What yeah. did you think? Nice. Yeah? yeah, no, I thought it was a good looking album cover. Um, I didn't know who it was, but um, it's a, a side profile of a person with blue and orangey, really nice colours reflecting off, off the skin. It, it's quite minimalistic. What I quite liked about it is is that the background and the album cover is kind of very minimalistic, but then the colours on the person that are projected onto the person's face are pretty cool. Um, released in 2017, so obviously missed the big era of the, the 2004 to 2006 where... <laughs> oh, <laughs> all the best okay. music was happening yeah 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 what? fair enough <laughs> <laughs> that, mate, that was a big time um and also which i thought was interesting as well because i feel like there's some influence here um it, it's he signed to dan smith's label um dan smith being the lead singer of bastille um oh right which i thought i don't know okay. if you knew that yeah lead singer of bastille and i thought there was kind of i don't know if he, he played any influence on it but when i read that i was like i can kind of feel that in the album a little bit and i like bastille i'm a fan of bastille so um okay. didn't know dan smith had a record label so that's some one thing that i've learned so with this album i stuck it on mm-hmm. and i was doing some work and i've got you know work luke was on the go very intense um very full okay. on as we've so this discovered. is this is environment number one where you're listening to the album with uh, yeah so this is environment different... number one right yeah. and and you and you and you know how you said with uh who was it holy holy that you kind of got to the end of the album and you're like oh that's passed me by and i didn't really feel like i noticed anything within that album okay well yeah i was listening to it and all of a sudden i was just like what is this like what is this song like this this thing hit me that this kind of like bass and this vocal and this opening piano riff and synth and i was just like oh this is caught my this is like caught my ear for sure um and it was the track that i that text you about which yeah. i don't know how you pronounce it is it prodigal prodigal son Prod- prodigal son prodigal prodigal son prodigal son prodigal son prodigy <laughs> the, t- the type of son that remembers yeah. that it's father's day and text his dad um oh, okay uh, so yeah no this, that track kind of dropped and i thought the lyrics in it were incredible i felt like there was a lot of emotion in the song mm-hmm. and I, I i felt like i don't know the it just felt to me like a really, really powerful song. And I kind of connected with it. I felt the rhythms were good and the vocals were good. And um, I've had that song on repeat for a, a long period of time. And I thought, oh my God, it kind of opened. It was the first track that opened up the album to me um, and really got me right. going. And okay. then I kind of I kind of went back into work mode. And then the album again, it slipped away from me and it kind of finished. And I was like, oh, it's gone. And I didn't even notice. So I was like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to listen to it in environment two. I listened to Prodigal Son. Like that really like 
it, I'm, I'm honest to God, it must have been like eight times I listened to that track before I moved on to something else. I was like, I really like that song. <laughs> nice. And I'm going to gonna have to go back and listen to the rest of it. So started again. And obviously, Re-Up is the uh, initial track, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've written down, I'm going through the motions. I could be sitting on a beach with a beer. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it's very chilled. Um very chilled the electrical vibe it's got a kind of like electrical vibe to it but like nothing really stood out for me you know i was like i was in this bar um i was drinking a beer and the music's on in the background and it's nice you know i'm like i quite like this track this is cool mm. but i'm not going to go up and ask what it is do you know what i mean i'm not going to go and say oh who's 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 like who is this what artist is it or whatever it was just kind of a little bit yeah okay um the right. woman i felt was a little bit like hannah reed I don't know if you know who she is. Uh, like, uh, I fancied her for a long period of my life. Uh, it's another girl that I fancied that I've never met. I seems to do that a lot. But um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's yeah, so the lead singer from London Grammar. London Grammar, right? Okay, yeah. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, yeah, so that that track starts with this this female vocal, and I the thing is, I th- I I when I first heard it, I really really vibed with it because I was there just kind of like. As soon as the bass comes in and the drums, it's re- I felt really, really smooth. And I just remember going, mm, okay. And then they've got um, his vocal that goes, is, he's got a very unique voice, do you think? Right? His voice is amazing. I yeah. should say that. So Incredible voice. That's what hooked me. But yeah. Um, but you know, you went, that, that emotion, you, you just said there, you were like, I went, mm, okay. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, hmm, okay. I can, <laughs> I can see it. I, I can feel it. But I'm not going, oh, my God. You know, like Prodigal Son really got me, like the sound of that track and mm-hmm. the intensity of it. I was just like, oh. But with Re-Up, I was just like, yeah, okay. Um, and then you've got Oil and Water. And I'll be honest, that didn't get me either. Um, okay. The, the, the vocal in it, Oil and Water, Clash at Every Corner, I found it quite annoying, if I'm going to be honest, because it, it was very repetitive and he sings it over and over again. And then do you know who I felt like he was like? Sam Smith, when he kept singing that oil and water clash at every corner, why can't we walk away? Why can't mm-hmm. we walk away? And that, and then I was like, it's very Sam Smith. And I'm, and I think if you like Sam Smith, you'll you'll like it. Um, but again, like it didn't do it for me. I then come to Fast okay. Lane, and I, I I kind of started to like Fast Lane. Um, it felt a little bit like Kygo to me. I don't know if you know Kygo. Like I know the, Kygo. Yeah, the dr- yeah, yeah. The, the 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 electrical vibe, the drums. Um, the the rhythm I kind of quite liked Fast Lane, um, but then again it wasn't as good as I didn't think Prodigal Son. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, um, I don't think Prodigal Son is in the top five. Again, I've done this thing where I like really like that track, um, but and it's not one of their top songs. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, then losing sleep. All I've written for losing sleep is back to Thailand. Um, the reason I've written, why have I written back to Thailand? Because at the first track, when I was on the beach, I thought I was in Thailand. So like losing sleep, I was like, kind of takes mm-hmm. me back to that similar vibe as Re-Up. Again, it's like, I quite like it, but it's just like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. really going going for it. Into the Blue, um, my least favourite song out of the whole album. Um, I found it okay. again very repetitive. Very repetitive. I didn't find his lyrics apart from in Prodigal Son. I didn't find his lyrics. Um, they didn't grab me at all. Um, I found them very repetitive. There wasn't anything that really sung to me massively there. 
Um, and I felt like he's got kind of one mode and it was just this, the same thing over and over again. Um, oh. The vocals are incredible. Uh, Deliverance, um, again, like, mate, it's not good news, I'm afraid. I guess you're kind of feeling the vibe. But yeah, I'm feeling like, the vibe. I, yeah. yeah, in Deliverance, he, he, you know, when somebody like, instead of writing a, a chorus, they'll just hold a note over the chorus and it will hang for a long period of time. Um, and he, and in deliverance, he says, I need your love. And he just repeats, I need your love over and over again. And then he's singing like, you know, great vocals, but again, it wasn't, I, I do like listening to the lyrics and it wasn't anything that I was going, I'm really into this. Um, I like listen to it as I've had two weeks to listen to it. And in the first week, I listened to it quite a few times last week. I didn't really pick it up again until yesterday because I was like, I've got to do the podcast. It didn't inspire me to, <laughs> yeah. didn't inspire me to come back again. And I probably wouldn't have listened to it again. Um, tumbling down again, like I've, all I've written in there is the chorus. Um, it's just words repeating over and over. And then somewhere to belong. I actually quite like somewhere to belong at the end. Um, it mm-hmm. has a softer nature to it. It brings in acoustic guitars. Like this album is very kind of uh, synthy, a synth bass, um, a little bit like James Blake. You know James Blake? I know James I, Blake. I don't know yeah, if that's yeah. a good comparison, but like this heavy bass and this synth and this slow tempo and just unfortunately isn't for me. Um, I wanted to like it. I like one <laughs> song from it really. And well, I'm really glad that you like that, like that one song. One song, yeah. yeah. And do you know what? I wish that he, the rest of the album was like that song because I feel like in that one song there's a level of emotion and a level of energy, and some of the lyrics I think are better. Um, but the rest of it, I just was like, personally for me, it's a, it's a, a big fat no. Unfortunately, I'd say it's the least favorite album I think we've had i've i've listened to since doing this podcast um like with the my chemical romance one i was like so on the fence and i was like oh i don't know why i'm gonna go with this album i really don't but with this with this for me it just never it just never really got me and the weird thing was about it is that first track that prodigal sun track that i keep talking about Mm -hmm. that really got me and stood out and i was like oh my god there must this must be a great album and then when i paid attention to it i don't know it just never it never took me so unfortunately for me it's a uh, it's a it's a thumbs down oh. thumbs down sad this has oh. made me, this has made me so sad no it's not maybe that sad um but this is actually one of my favorite albums of all time is it, it's one of these is it well you kind of have oh, those albums that are really really significant and uh like in your life so for me that would be like appetite for destruction guns and roses um some of the old Aerosmith stuff like that. Um, but for this one, this was the kind of thing where when I listened to this album, um, I told you how I got introduced to it. It was my friend uh, from my old work and we were exchanging albums and we never found something to agree on until he went, I know James will like this. And then I found this artist through that artist and we we both agreed it was very, very good. And I remember listening to it and it was when I, I'd play like... Um, I play like a couple of hours of computer games in the evening and mm. I just put this album on, on repeat. And so yeah. I kind of, I kind of knew every emotive bit of the album. I had no idea which track was which though, like which I couldn't find the name and I'd have to, when I would go to like, Oh, I want to listen to that track again. 
uh, the track that went kind of like uh, this, like dum 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 dum, and I have to skip through every song and go, which one was it? Which one was it? Because it all kind of yeah. merged into this like evening long experience of listening, um, listening to this album. It, so it, it was, does do that. Yeah, it definitely does all merge into one, and it goes quite. That's, that's what I say. It like slips by you almost because it does effortlessly like merge into one. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I like something a bit more in your face. Yeah. Okay. All right. So wait. So Black Parade was two in your face. This one, not enough in your face. Black Parade wasn't. Black Parade wasn't two in your face. But you did it get scared too. when the guy said go at the beginning of the song. Yeah, I did, remember yeah, when he screamed go, I did get scared, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's, uh, so what so what do you like about this album? Because I just can't see it. I love I really, So basically whenever I so I so there was a period of my life, um, just a couple of years back where I listened to this album a lot. And then every time I've played it since, I've like started from the beginning and I've always remembered, I've always gone into it going like, oh, I remember this, but, and, and it's usually stuff like, um, like loving life when it kicks in with the groovy bass or the chorus for oil and water or the, the intro vocal and synth for prodigal son. I always think, oh yeah, I want to hear that again. And then I start playing the album. But as soon as I start on track number one, intent to skip to the bit which I like, I end up just going, oh, no, wait, I really, really like this song. And I listen to Ari Up, and then I listen to Oil and Water, the second track, and I'm like, no, 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 wait, I really like this song. No, no, wait, I really like... And it kind of... To me, I know you said that this one song um, stuck out, but the rest didn't. I Mm. thought every single song had a bit which... um, had a unique thing that really drew me to it and so it was like i'd go i'll be looking at the end of the album going like i can't remember what the hell tumbling down uh had that the others didn't and then i'd be like i'd listen to it and i go oh that bit oh yeah okay i remember this yeah and it it had to me it had a very nice balance of an overarching sound um and style with enough unique parts in the different songs um, so Ari Up was this really chilled one. Into the Blue um, was another one which was quite chill, but I thought it was a different kind of more of a head bobby kind of chill. Then you got Loving Life, which I I, I Loving Life was one of my favourites on this album, which you didn't actually mention in your review. But for me, I can remember that reminds me of feeling in like in the middle of the summer, quite tipsy, not drunk, quite tipsy, and just kind of like smiling in the summer sun and just dancing a little bit and stuff like that. And then you've got stuff like Prodigal Sun where it's like that the tempo of it is not, it's not too fast. It's like, mm, t- eh, t- mm, t- eh. so I can, I'm always going like, yes, just like bouncing to it, but it's not like a, it's not a dancey track. You can't particularly dance to Prodigal Sun, but I just remember feeling different things for each of those. Plus, the production was really nice, and I thought he had really, really nice voice. Really unique. He does have a nice I, voice. Like I listened to his I'll voice, and I'm going, "What? Like, what are you? Where's this voice coming from? Like, I don't know anyone that sounds." Um, it's Sam Smithy like to me. Um, it's Sam Smithy. It's very. I got what you meant when you said Sam Smith, but for me, Sam Smith feels far too textbook crooner kind of style, which I didn't get with this, but. 
Yeah, the thing is, is though, you, you you said um, you said a second ago, like you you listen to the album and um, like you can't remember kind of which bits are in which song or like for me that's a sign you know like if you said to me i'll still take you home by the arctic monkeys or the view from the afternoon or when the sun goes down or i bet you look good on the dance floor but like, i can literally tell you that, that i could start singing the riff because it's memorable and that is the thing for me with this album like, there wasn't anything that made me go bang that track had this really good thing and you mm. kind of summed up what i feel i mean you have a different you a- attribute a different feeling towards it but i kind of go yeah, like none of the songs apart from Prodigal Son would I go, that had something that was unique, that had something that stood out. Um, right. It all just kind of Well, mine was more away, to do but... with the fact that I'm terrible at remembering names and names of songs. So it was more, what I meant okay. to say was like, it's more of an album than individual tracks. Yeah. I mean, like it's perfect for if you're sitting on a beach and, and you just want to chill out, stick it on in the background. It'll be quite nice. Mm. But like, no, I'll, no I'll one's going to sneak this into your life as much as possible. Like just in the background. <laughs> I'll just oh yeah, yeah like whilst we're doing I different even things there. and I'll I'll keep a tally and then I don't know when we turn 40 I'll be like so Luke I have successfully snuck this album into your life 1822 times yeah <laughs> and you'll be like and I won't have noticed it because that's my point the album's <laughs> just blase and it's just like bland it's like mm. <laughs> and I'll be like I've not even noticed it's been there <laughs> what I've album? just been singing out to <laughs> exactly exactly i've just been singing out to monkeys but yeah unfortunately like so this is i mean block party was this has gone um we've not had much success with the black lives matter album recommendations unfortunately so far maybe we should maybe we should go because i when i when i was looking into this stuff i was looking into the most significant um uh albums by black artists which had a commentary and stuff and um I mean, I've heard it before, can't necessarily remember it, but it was always pointing towards uh, what's going on, the album by Marvin Gaye. So oh, okay. maybe, maybe we have a listen to that at some point in the in the future. Maybe yeah. that's uh, I mean, something we And we've got Aloe Black as well to do. We do. And uh, I think that's a good album. So we will see. I think he's got a chance. I think he's got a chance. We'll wait and see. We shall <laughs> wait and see. Nice. So unfortunately... So, should we... Go on. This one is not going into the playlist this um, no. this week. Rationale by rationale. Um, is but not. I would say go check it out anyway, people. But it's, uh, yeah, not going in the playlist. Not going in the official Moron and Travis approved playlist. So. I'd say if you want some background music, go and stick it on. Stick it on. <laughs> right. Things are going to get um, heated now. No, not heated. Interesting. You've read the book, yeah. right? Yeah. I have read the book. Okay, good. <laughs> I, ha- I, ha- I have read the book. I've read the book. I've written notes on the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can do that last piece of homework that I have done. And then we can make a decision on what you want to do. This is this forwards. is why um, you'd copy my homework at, um, at yeah. school. This is why. I can't believe you. I just, do you know what? Like, I'll be honest. I just think it was that the album didn't catch me this week. Uh, the book hasn't got me either. Like mm-hmm. just to come out, <laughs> come out and be outright just miserable. Um, the book didn't massively do it for me either. So I just mm-hmm. think this week I was like, the book's been pants, the album's been pants. I give up. Throw <laughs> the towel. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, we'll get something simpler but, in your in your diet for um, future it's, shows. It's bad, isn't it? Because I like I want to. I mean, let, let let's talk about it. Let's dive into yeah. it. Yeah, but. Okay. Um, 
I don't want to be seen as a brat, but yeah, this week I don't know. Just think the recommendations didn't get me. So, do you want to do you want to intro the book? Why I'm no longer talking to white people about race? Uh, yes, 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 I can. Um, so it's this was a book by uh, Rennie Edo Lodge, and this was released back in I think it was 2017. Uh, and basically, uh, what, what she talks about early on in the book, in the preface, is the fact that she wrote this article um, years before about, um, it, and it was actually titled, Why I'm No Longer Talking um, to White People About Race. And so this was just part of um, her, her blog uh, that she was doing. Um, she was, she's a journal, I think she was a journalist at the time. Um, and... Oh, I guess she still is a journalist. <laughs> Did not stop there. Um, so uh, that was three years before the book was written back in 2014. And um, basically, you, you, you know how the internet uh, is a crazy place, which you can't, you can't work out the response of anything that goes out on the internet. Uh, and even people who do, you know, brilliant social media marketing, uh, you know, there's still stuff that's left up to chance. And basically put this article out there and then the next morning, it had, it like it had blown up. People were talking about it, and what she said, a lot of people uh, got in touch with uh, about her were just saying, "No, please don't stop because the work that you're doing is is great. It's helping us to understand things." And so, this became the premise for the book that she released um, uh, two or three years later. Um, and explores issues from um, uh, eradicated black history. Um, she talks about uh, white dominance, uh, whitewashing, um, uh, and links between class and race uh, as well. Um, yeah, and so she talks um, about a lot about the systemic stuff, and I think. My, you've done a good intro there, by the way, bro. That was very good. Oh, thank you very much. Little round, little, little round of applause for you. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm all right, mate. That so. was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. So, um, that yeah, was good. So it starts with this preface uh, explaining why she uh, did this book in the first place because of this article, and she talks about um, the histories of um, uh, black people, black lives from a UK point of view, which is the first thing I find really, really interesting and something that she comments on in the book because uh, she says that the UK's black history is um, often eclipsed by what we see from the US. So we get shown so much about the US, so much of our media is US-based in the UK, and we know so much about the civil rights movement in the US, you know, Martin Luther uh, Luther King and 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 all of that, all of these significant U.S. figures, but we don't know generally that much about Britain's history. I didn't know um, too much about it apart from my own research that I've done on myself. And so she found, and what she talks about in this first chapter called the histories, and uh, she talks about how it was actually difficult to a find this information. Um, 
because it wasn't well um, presented. It's not like uh, on the fr- first shelf in the library. It's not there. You had to go into the back and actually found it. Um, but another thing of what she talks about in the history is that um, she links this kind of eclipsing of uh, UK history with the US um, as a reason why um, people are so complacent about it in the UK in comparison, which I thought was very, very interesting. Um, the histories was my favorite chapter of the book. Um, mm. and it was sparked some research of my own. Uh, she talks then about the, cool. the, the, the system, systemic racism, uh, white privilege and what it is. Um, a lot of the, f- uh, the fear mongering from politicians and stuff, uh, in the UK, uh, relates it back to feminism as well uh, there's a feminism chapter as well uh and race yep. and class and what i was thinking you might appreciate as well uh in this book which you your one criticism of um uh, invisible women uh, your main one well, main criticism mm. was there was no action plan but she at the end as i was reading this book i was like oh she's got a little action plan in there luke, luke loves an action plan it's gonna be <laughs> He's, he's going to be like... I did enjoy that. He's be, he'll be like, cool, I'll just skip to the end. Yeah, I'll just... Yeah, cool, got it. Thank uh, you. <laughs> so I thought that was that was I, really cool. But yeah, I, I thought... To summarise those... Uh, my opinions on those chapters, I found the um, the histories and the system very, very uh, enlightening, very, very interesting. Um, I was very... There was There was... She has a very awkward interview with Nick Griffin uh, in yeah, it, which I remember okay, reading it, and I was like, ah, okay. Um, so that's part of this, this how politicians spin things. Uh, again, you know, came to putting myself in the shoes of these politicians and, you know, bits made sense to me how, how, why, why they would do certain things in certain ways. I found the feminine, I started the feminism chapter thinking, yep. Done my research. I'm all ready to go into this. Ready to. <laughs> I feel because Caroline so appears, doesn't she? She makes a guest appearance, and she I, does. Caroline is in it. Yeah, and I found that chapter very, very difficult to get my head around. That chapter, I found Why that very, that? very difficult because. Um, Why did you get your difficult to get here? So the feminism part of it is, it was the kind of thing. It was a long chapter, and I remember going through it, going. I, don't really understand what we're getting at here, what you're, you're getting at. Uh, and by the end of the chapter, it kind of all came together, but it was, it was, it was, um, it was difficult processing wise <laughs> to read for me. But basically okay. when you've got, I think generally the conclusion, what she uh, draws is that um, like black woman does not equal mm. black plus woman. The experiences that a black woman isn't necessarily all of the experiences of women plus all of the experiences of being black. It's different. It's it doesn't work that way. It's 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 less of a um, a summation of the same issues and more of like I don't know like a chemical reaction of the different things. The experiences are something different. Um, yeah. So that was something I needed to be like. It was the kind of thing where it's like okay, I kind of need to take your word there because I've literally never experienced any of this before. So That's what's tough. That's, you can't put yourself in her shoes, can you? Yeah. Uh, at least for you that chapter, like, I struggled. Um, 
And then the race and class one just kind of confused me in a, in a way that I kind of went like, I was thinking, yeah, but I, I don't really understand your point with the, so she was like saying the very interesting part of the race and class thing was, um, mm-hmm. the, my favorite fact was, I think it was something like I've got, I've got it here somewhere. But there's, uh, when asked whether the UK members of the UK population consider themselves working class, middle class, and upper class, people who are middle class yep. owe like a huge percentage, over, I think it was over 20, around 20% thought that they were working class when they were not. And so yep. it was 13% were working class and 31% thought they were working class. And I was, I kind of, and she, she relates this back to, um, people in Britain, the culture in Britain really like an underdog and, yep. and you, yep, yep. you'd feel more proud of yourself if you'd come from say working class and got to where you were. And you always under, you, I think it's a British kind of mentality. You always kind of undersell yourself a bit. Um, because it's okay. It, it, yeah. Again, cause the it's a un- thing. Well, it's more like, uh, ev- again, everyone likes, Everyone likes an underdog. If you look at the kind of movies and uh, pieces of fiction that have come out of um, Britain and um, the, the US, like if in a comparison, uh, a lot of the British stories are more to like the hero's a bit of a more of a failure, uh, and and we like to we like to follow someone who's completely flawed but tries to make the best out of it. So I can see why that kind yeah. of goes hand in hand. Uh, with us it's the blueprint for most kind of films isn't it that mm, you mm. know like you have you have a hero who's in a bad situation and they, they meet somebody that or they go through some kind of traumatic experience which changes their the course of their their life and then they become something out of nothing like that is the typical yeah the and, typical structure and, and so so we love that and so we want to know we i think the point that she was getting at is we would love to think that that happens in real life and that there are people that are defying the odds. And it's like, you can always defy mm. the odds. And that was, um, that was a big, uh, Thatcher sentiment that, that, uh, she said that, you know, there's, there's no society, any individual can do anything. Um, which mm. I, which I disagree with, cause I think society does work as its own entity and it causes all sorts of things. Um, but again, very British to kind of think, I'm self-made. I, I, I've done this all myself. It's a great story to hear. And yeah, the other thing is you don't want to be told that you were given it. Like that sucks. If, if, if you've got something and you think you've worked hard for it and somebody goes along and goes, ah, you know, that's just because you're a white male or that's just because your parents are rich or, Mm. you know, that's just because you went to public school. Maybe those facts are true. Right. But no, nobody, nobody wants to be told that everybody wants to feel like they've earned what they've got. Mm. I I can relate to that. Like I, I, I would hate it if I ever became successful. Um, and I ever, if I ever achieve something, right. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I ever one day achieve something. Um, and somebody came along and said, ah, oh, you were given that, like, you know, that was mm. just, you, you were born into, it's like the queen, you know, the think about the queen. She, she was born and she's never had to worry about anything, has she? Really? Yeah. 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 Like, does, does, has the queen ever been to Sainsbury's? Hmm. Do you Do know you what? I'll, I'll text her. Um, I'll text her See now. If your dad knows her. Yeah, my da- I think my dad yeah, knows her. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. But, but that's 
that, but the, but the queen has just been put in this position where she's like got an inc- well, an inc- it's an incredible life in the sense that it's just messed up. Like you can't imagine living like that. But like I was talking about it with my brother the other day, and we were saying like. Has she ever been to Sainsbury's? Has she ever had to buy a car? Has she had to have a worry about paying rent or paying bills? Or I bet she's never had to do any of that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing. Like, I think this gets touched upon in the book that everything's like. What, the Queen? Does no, she... no, no. Like this rest. Re- I missed that chapter. This, <laughs> this, this, this outlook where everything's like relative. So, um, you know. You know, if someone turns around to you and says you were handed everything on the platter, like mm-hmm. we, we, you and I would immediately look at people who have been handed more on a platter and go, yeah, but the queen, she's never had to go to Sainsbury's. I've had to go to Sainsbury's, yeah. you know, um, which is not, not that Sainsbury's <laughs> not is it's bad. A I, quite like, I quite like going to Sainsbury's. Yeah, I like my little shop. Like little trip. Um, um, but yeah, so... Um, uh, I could I could keep talking about like these first two chapters. I've got so many uh, interesting facts uh, about that. And yeah, these these are all facts from the book where never heard of these at school. Never ever got told anything about these. Oh yeah, yeah, um, of which is of course. which I um, like opinions on um, the you know what's going on now, uh, representation, everything. All of that aside, I, I do think that we're we're missing a lot of information about the past that we need that, that it would be good for everybody to know about. And this is why I yeah. think this, this first chapter was, was very good because yeah, one of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. One Agreed. Of the, there was something in there about calling people citizens. Um, and that really got me. Um, yeah. So 1948, Br- the British nationality act used the word citizens to describe those from the Commonwealth. Yeah. And then in 1962, they were then changed and described as immigrants. Mm. It's little things, it's little things like that. Yeah. You know, there's loads of little, little things like that. Like there was a, there's a, there was another thing that stood out to me in like 1958. Uh, there was quotes from local newspapers uh, reporting that there was a color bar in Nottingham where black men were supposed to stand aside and wait um, until white men have been served before they could get a drink at the bar. There's all those kind of little nuggets that you you kind of don't realise went on. Um, yeah. Charles Wooten, accused by a white crowd. Um, I don't know what he was accused of, but they threw him into King's Dock, which yeah. I believe is, where's King's, Liverpool? Is that Liverpool? Uh, yeah, so that, that, was, that was in Liverpool. He was thrown into the water and people like threw bricks at him. So he couldn't... Bricks at him until he sank. Yeah, so he couldn't, he couldn't get up for air. Uh, that was that was in 1919. That was, and that was in that same year. Um, there was the there was the white woman who was um, set upon, and she was stripped naked in Cardiff because she married an African mm. man. Uh, there was a guy from the Caribbean who was stabbed in the face. And I think the, the alarming thing about this is that the government's response to these incidents mm. was to send 600 black people, quote, back where they came from. Yep. And if you look at the date here, it's 1919. These black people fought for us in World War II. Yeah, in the World War I, sorry. Um, And I think that's, that's crazy. And that's, Again, it's one of those things we can't even imagine being in that time and, and thinking and feeling that way um, because we obviously mm-hmm. weren't born in that time. 
But the, the stuff that came through with the yeah, war. We said this last week. Yeah. Like the First World War, Britain promised um, India that it would be free from um, colonial ru- war uh, rule if they fought mm. for us in the war. And uh, so that meant uh, a million um, sepoys traveled from India to Britain to fight for Britain, thinking mm-hmm. that if they do this, India will be free to be their own thing again. Um, not only did this not happen, but, um, they were, the British under, under equipped them. Um, they were not ready for the climate change. Um, uh, lots of people died of disease and starvation. Um, yeah. and like to top it all off. They were off, seen as disposable. Yeah. Basically. So they were doing all these, um, they were doing all the, they thought they were going to be there on the front lines fighting for, you know, their country. Let's, I'm not a patriotic yeah. person, but put my mind put myself in the shoes of a patriot, I'll be like, you know, want to be doing my duty for, for the uh, country and stuff. Uh, but they were relegated to um, the the dirty jobs, basically. Like they were there at the front digging the new trenches and, and stuff like that. There was no... Mm. And now you could say that, you know, you know, that's still useful. Those jobs still helped the war effort, but mm. they were treated differently. And that was apparent when they did... Um, Remember the bit she speaks of the pay rise. Um, basically, all of the white mm-hmm. soldiers got a pay rise during World War One, and they didn't. No, and, yeah, and then the uh, the troops from the West Indies and India did not. Yeah, yeah. No, it was in, it is it is an interesting book, mate. To say that, like the whole structural um, racism thing, got me. So, like, just for anybody that doesn't know, she said that structural racism is dozens or hundreds of thousands of people with the same bias joining together to make up an organization and acting accord accordingly um so it's like but you know that 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 i found that really interesting because how do you deconstruct that Mm, yeah you know what i mean how do you like it's such a challenge and obviously it has to be done you know it has to be we have to we have to make we have to fight for an equal world but you know, when she when she talks about that part of the book where she talks about structural racism and how embedded it is, there was a part of me sitting there going, "Where do you start?" <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's yeah. like because you you want it to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're talking to hundreds of thousands of people that have all been brought up in the same way, with the same mindset, in the same culture, with the same background, all think, all thinking the same thing, how do you go about changing all those mindsets? Mm-hmm. Is it something that takes time? Does it happen over generations? It's yeah. not going to be an instant fix. Um, and that's one thing that the book made me realise that the, the magnitude of potentially this structural racism. Um, I, I weirdly, I was, I was with one of my friends at the weekend, um, and after reading this book, I thought, you know, what? I'm just going to sit and ask him because he's black. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to sit and ask him how his experience has been. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't say I've been reading this book and I want to chat to you, but like her action plan is like talk to people, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to sit and because I've never really spoken to him before about about it specifically. I thought you were going to say I've never really always... spoken to him before, but he's my mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just like him. Yeah, I call him a friend. No, yeah. Um, I no, I've never spoken to him about a subject like this because, like I say, I don't judge people like that or treat everybody the same and maybe what i'm learning is not everybody is the same and there's different well blah 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 yeah yeah um yeah so so i just sat down and i was like oh mate like what is what's your experience of this and like the world and how have you experienced structural race racism why can i not speak today structural racism and um has that impacted you and like his response was fairly interesting like he said that 
there's lots of little things, you know, like one of the big ones that he said is if he's running, if he's going for a jog and he's like got his tracksuit on or whatever, or his, his, his sports gear and he's running, he was like, people will cross the road to mm. avoid me. And then people will cross back over once I've gone past. Um, there was loads of little things like that. Like he said, you can feel the tension if you get into a lift with a woman. So a white woman, sometimes they'll like, you can notice them change their body position, stand more upright, hold, like grab their purse tighter or something like that. You know, there's all these kind of little things um, that like you and I will never see that, you know, we never experience it. And, and you think it doesn't happen because you don't see it. But, you know, to him, he was saying, yeah, look, I noticed these things. Um, he was saying that when he was a kid, he felt like he had to tone down his blackness, you know, like being who he was, he would tone that down to fit in with social groups. But he was like, as a youngster, you don't, you don't, um, you don't know, right? You just want to fit in. You just want to fit in, so you just do what you 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 have. You feel like is the right thing to do to fit into that group, um, which I thought was quite interesting. But then, on the whole, when he was talking about getting a job and his career and things like that, he was like, "It's never never stopped me. I've never felt like being in this country. Um, I've been held back because of my color or not being given opportunity for career or education or mm. stuff like that." Um, which I thought was quite interesting. So for him, it was all these kind of small nuances um, that you see with strangers and people that you don't know. Interestingly, he told some stories about it when he went on holiday um, to Budapest and he was like, that's the one place in my life where I felt different. And he was like, I'd never go back. And people were pretty fucking nasty um, just because of the color of his skin. Wow. Um, Okay. Yeah. And he was like, I would never, ever go back there again. He was like, that is the only time in my life. Um, he was like, even when he, he, like, he went to university in Scotland and stuff and in Edinburgh and he was like, everything was kind of fine. Um, but he was like, I went on a stag do um, for a weekend and yeah, there was some, a few incidents and a few things that were said and mm. the way that people looked at you and treated you um, was definitely different. And uh, he said, I'd never, I'd never go back there. But uh, no, it's quite, it was quite interesting for me to actually sit and talk to somebody because we read these books, right? And, and, and the one thing I found, I found this book hard to read. I found it depressing. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's, <laughs> yeah, me- yeah. I, I completely agree with and, the whole like depressing kind of side of that. Um, yeah. And maybe it's meant to be, you know, it's not a funny subject and it's not, it's not a light hide. You know, I read, Typically, I pick up inspirational books that are going to or self-help books and all those kind of things that's fairly positive. And I come off the back of reading a book and I'm like, woohoo, I'm going to take on the world. Right. Yeah. Um, I read this and I felt, man, like it felt more more like I've got to take on the world. Yeah, in comparison. Yeah, and the world's a f- horrible place, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that that's what it that's what it made me read. And it didn't. I don't know. I don't know what she's trying to achieve. Maybe she doesn't want me to feel positive off the back of it. But I don't know. I, I didn't. I felt invisible women or invisible women. Yeah, it, that hooked me more. You know, like mm-hmm. I really got into that book, and I really liked how she referenced a lot of studies. Um. I really liked how she kind of backed up her points. I was kind of going through this and I was actually quite surprised at the end to see that a lot of it is referenced and a lot of it does come from journals, but she doesn't write it like that. So I was reading it just like, is this just your opinion? Um, Is this just what you think? I don't know. 
And then I got to the end and I was like, okay, she has been referencing things the whole time, but I didn't think it was written well enough mm. for me for personally. Maybe I need it more simply black and white, but I didn't feel like the book was written. Like all the history stuff, very good, but it's like a history book. And then like when it gets into some of the other chapters, when you were talking about feminism and things, like I said, like you said, it was a bit confusing. There was th- certain things that confused me, certain bits where I was like, I don't quite get where you're going here. Um, a lot of it very, you know, important. A lot of it, like with Invisible Women, I've said it before, I'm going to set third week on the trot, eye-opening, you know, like a lot of stuff where you go, fuck, like there is some messed up things going on and we need to change. Mm. Um, but like, let me give you, there was one line. Um, let me see if I can find it. There was one line that really confused me and I was like, I don't know where. Um, so there was the whole point about, she says that racism does not go both ways. And that confused me. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that. Racism does not go both ways. There are unique forms of discrimination that are backed up by entitlement, assertion, and most importantly, supported by structural power strong enough to scare you into complying with the demands of the status quo. We have to recognize this. Mm -hmm. But that's a strong thing to say racism does not go both ways. You know, so if somebody was to call me, I don't know, white honky tonk or whatever, does that not count as racist? That, that, it just spanned me into, because I, I kind of get what she's trying to say is that obviously we don't experience racism like they do, granted, and I'm never going to complain about it. But can mm. it not go both ways? Well, she said uh, she said the, def- uh, the difference between those two things was the difference between prejudice and the difference between racism. And so I think this is just down to like a dictionary defining difference, and that is that the racism... Uh, that she's talking about in this book, this, that, like, you know, racism is, um, you need to have some form of power in order to be able to affect it. And, um, if like, um, you, you were called, um, you know, a cracker or whatever, someone has a prejudice against you. They don't like you because of, um, of, you know, color of your skin or something, but what mm. they're doing is not, affecting any of the prospects of your life. And I think that's the definition that's the definition that she was um relating to. That's that's what she was uh, I- explaining uh there. But I, I get what you mean because because it just confused some me, people on all, both know? sides of the argument will interpret racism as different to what she yeah. says. Um so people who are saying, you know, um, who 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 are who are rec- people who are recognizing that there is systemic racism towards um, uh, black people and other minorities and people of color um, might not even agree that that is what racism is. So I can get the confusion there because obviously we both went into the the book and we didn't think that that was the definition of racism, but that's what mm. she's saying. It is. So I, I get why it spun yeah. you because that kind of spun me. And I, and I, yeah, I got defensive as, <laughs> as well. I, I read that and I went, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Yeah, I didn't get defensive. I've learned that you can't get defensive anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's no point in getting defensive, but just it, it, it threw me. There was another one that threw me where she talks about, um, she talks about people having half or like mixed race children. Um, and she says that, you know, p- mixed race parents need to be humble and learn that they're racist even if they don't think they are and like that's a, that's a really hard line to read for some so you know if, if somebody's 
got a you know if, if there's a white mum or dad that, that's got a, a mixed race child and they read that line that says you've got to understand you're racist even though you don't think that you are i get where it's going because it's the whole systemic thing and yeah, you're yeah, living in this racist but like it's just a, i don't know i just found that a little bit bitter I found it written in a bit of a bitter way and it just didn't resonate with me. But like on the whole, I would say like it's a it's way look, it's a good book, it's worth a read. Um I didn't come off the back of it feeling inspired. I like I did like the fact she had an action plan. So Yeah. You know, and that, that, that was that, to that, talk that was definitely a cool thing. To people uh, uh, and, and that. So I am very impressed that you um you brought your own little case study to the podcast as well. Um, <laughs> well, I thought I'd chat because I thought I've never spoken to him about it. Yeah, because like I say, I've, all, I've always thought we're all equal and there's no problem here. What's the problem? But then I've kind of started changing my mindset a little bit and going, mm. I wonder what his world is like. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll ask him. <laughs> Bloody hell. Whoa. <laughs> the ideas coming <laughs> out of you today. I didn't do my homework, but I did do a case study. So it's like, there we if, go, if I'm it. the teacher here, I'm going like, yeah, Luke. So, so this wasn't the task, um, you, <gasps> but you've done really well on this other bit that you've just decided to do. Um, but I'm, I'm afraid I can't give you a passing mark because you just didn't do the other homework. <sighs> so you're still going to have to see me after school. <laughs> you know, oh, but I worked really hard on that. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was a good impression of me as well. Uh, I could Actually, do a very good impression you know, of you, you now. I've been practicing. Um, I try it out, test it out every Give now and then. Give me a little like... On women? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I want to be successful in that area. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, for, for, um, you, for you, I occasionally do the... Oh, what? <laughs> Is the... <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but they're good, mate. That is very good. But talking you. about homework, then are we go- are we going to set more? Is that is that the? Oh, I think we should. I think play? we should. Because apologies to people I who do. came to this episode thinking we were going to do uh, three fantastic in depth uh, reviews. Fuck them. Um, yeah, screw you. Now I feel like we should uh, we should at least attempt to do it again next week. <laughs> Um, well, you want, do you want me to actually watch it this week? Because I'll watch it this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, of course I do. It. Of course I do. Like, okay. I'll briefly say that it was, uh, I was invested in the characters and I was, you know, in, I was enveloped in the emotion as well. And I was close to sobbing at one point. Now, it, it's really good. So do watch it. We're going to talk about it next week. Otherwise, you get a smack. Um, okay, I'll watch it. But, but watch before it, it, we go on it. and do say anything else that we need to do, um, I, uh, Travis Pepper Library. Are we putting a new book into the Travis Pepper Library with this week? I personally say yes. I, I would. I would put this in the library because it's worth uh, the read. I don't think it was as good as mm. Invisible Women. Um, Personally, no, I'd agree. As in, I enjoyed Invisible Women more. Yeah, as in, uh, as an enjoyable read. But then we have said, you know, it's not meant to be an enjoyable read. But I think for the sake of perspective, mm. um, I would put it in there. It has to go in there. It just has to come with a warning. You know, like where it's like, don't give it to small kids because they might choke on it. One of those kind of things. Well, just uh, don't don't read if you're sad and don't want to stay sad. Maybe maybe that's a. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Travis Pepper review. Don't read this book if you're sad and if you want to stay sad, Travis Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to stay sad. Yeah, because, you know, you know, 
not all reading material out there is for you to have a great time. Um, and I would say, yeah, this is informative, the history stuff. Um, it's not like too in depth. It's like some surface level history. So there's much more for you to go and research afterwards. Um, so definitely do stuff like that, but she's definitely an interesting person, interesting perspective. And I do feel more enlightened having read the book. So I would definitely put it in for those. There reasons. we go. Mm. Cool. Do we, do we want another one? Do we want another book to start working on? Another book. Um, you yes. know what? To be honest, I haven't even given a second thought to any new <laughs> options for us for this uh, this week. So I haven't thought I've got of the anything. spinner. So I was going to say we, we, we should probably look at the spinner then. Yay! <laughs> I just, I just actually, I was just looking at the spinner. Um, we need. I need to say that in the list when we did the spinner last time, which must have been two, oh, four, maybe four weeks ago. I said that there was a book called Habab 6. <laughs> Doesn't exist, that book. We've discovered <laughs> since. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> what? Did you forget about it? I just so, saw it on the spinner. It's so funny. <laughs> so that book was actually a typo of somebody writing ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and they wrote H. <laughs> they wrote H-A-B-A-6. And I thought that was a book. <laughs> <laughs> so i wrote it down but uh, i'm gonna take it take it uh, out I do apologize have you, have you any- put um yeah, 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 the yeah. i am pilgrim one in there because that wasn't in there last time as well that was a new recommendation oh, that we i had. am i am pilgrim mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was another recommendation right, he's in um okay, so cool. what have we got on there so, so to spin the book let's create the spinner oh, hang on <laughs> technical difficulties here so on the book we've got i am pilgrim Mm-hmm. Conspiracy, mm-hmm. legacy, feel the fear and do it anyway. Shoe dog, and Mister Tickle. I will give it a spin. Hang on. Three, two, one. Spin, 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 Nice. So we've got this. I straight am. in, straight back out. So that's uh, have, by. Have you read it? Have you read it before? No, no, no. It's by. Uh, but I know it's by Terry Hayes. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's fictional. I think. Um, let's just have a quick look. Um, I am Pilgrim. I've just googled it. A breakneck race against time and an implacable enemy. An anonymous young. Mo- a woman is murdered in a rundown hotel. All identifying characteristics dissolved by acid. A father publicly beheaded in a bl- st- bloody hell. Well, it's not a light right. one. Look- oh, is it not? A flawless after, plot after this to week, commit after- an appalling crime against humanity. One path links oh, them. Why before. did you put it in? Okay, tell you what. Tit. For this week, what? Shall we do, Mister Tickle? No, and then I we'll could we'll we span do- it. And then we'll do, we'll do I Am Pilgrim immediately afterwards. I really want to do Mr. Tickle, but I feel like it's not right. I feel like we should spin it and we should stick with the spinner. Otherwise, who are we if we're going against our... Mr. Okay. Tickle should wait. Okay, so we've I got... I Am Pilgrim. So for next week, we have got Aloe Black. And then we've got When They See Us, uh, the TV series. I don't think we're going to finish yeah. I Am Pilgrim by next week. So we should probably put something in... The third thing in for next week. 
So, um, you what do you want? Music? Do you want documentary? I've got I've got music and I've got a documentary for you. For me, okay, I could do two musics next week actually, because um, I've already done yeah. the I've already watched the um, series because I actually did my homework um, for this week. So. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. cool. Give, give me give me some music. Let's. So I'm going to leave the 2005-2006 era. Whoa, whoa, okay. I didn't say go crazy, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm actually going to come to the modern day. I'm going to go for an album that I listened to last year a lot. Really enjoyed it, actually, last year. I'm going to say it's one of my top three albums from last year. Um, The other two, unsurprisingly not, are the Foles albums from last year. But um, these guys, the Amazons, have you heard of these guys? Uh, Nope. Oh, I've heard of the them. Amazons, um, but I haven't F- had anything. Future by them. Dust, um, Future Dust. Okay, Future Dust, 2019 by the Amazons. I will say no more. Last week, I said I've been wanting to get an album out for ages, um, and it's like that kind of swing where I was like, I feel like Travis will really like these, um, but I've not had the chance to do it. I've been sitting on it for a while, mm-hmm. so I feel better for getting that out. So Aww. I've got to watch. Um, I've got to watch. What have I got to watch? When I see them. When they see us. We are. When they see us. Remember yeah. that. When they see us, I've got to read I Am Pilgrim. And that's me, innit? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And I'll start on I Am and Pilgrim you- and I'll get these two albums done by next week. Two albums done by next week. So we've got the documentary and we've got music next week. You're going to do a lot of talking next week, man. That's a good thing. Well. You're going to do a lot of talking next week. I sometimes have some good points, so... <laughs> The Travis Pepper podcast sometimes has some good points. Yeah, yeah, sometimes does. And do you know what I'm going to do right now when we finish this? You're going to start gonna watching. Do the thing. No, I'm <laughs> going to do the thing that the Queen can't do. Going to go Sainsbury's. Yeah, I'm going Sainsbury's. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean she can't? What is Sainsbury's like? Gone? No, you can't come the to. Queen Washington. can't go to Sainsbury's, can she? Well, she might be able to. Be real. To be honest, the queen nah, could just... She's never, she's never stepped foot. She, she has could zero neck to points. Have, she could... <laughs> the queen has zero neck to points. She could pay I guarantee to go around. She, she could pay for one store to shut down. She could cover the cost and she would could just run around that on a trolley if she wanted to. She could do it. Ride around on a horse up and down the aisles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy. Or attach the horse to the trolley, get in the back and then just go along singing Chariots of Fire. Easy. That's what is Chariots of Fire? Chariots of Fire. Rendition. Okay, yeah, that's much better. We'll go with that one. That's not Chariots of Fire, no? No, 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 that's all right. It's the... What is it? I feel like I've dropped the ball on a lot of stuff this week. Yeah, I know that one. It's the one where Rowan Atkinson was running during the Olympic opening when he's cheating in the running race on the beach. So... Cool. I'll keep an eye out for her. If I see her at the Sainsbury's, I'll let you know. I'll tell her you said I. I'll, do, I'll, say, I'll tell her you said I. Tell, te- when you text your dad back, tell him that I love him as well. I will and do. And I will see you next week. <laughs> right. See you next week, mate. Do your see homework ya. this bye, time. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. Bye. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening, guys. If you had as much fun listening as we did prating about on record, then tune in next week where we'll do it all again. But between now and then, you can follow us on Instagram by searching Mentoring a Moron. So good luck trying to get that out of your search history.